Welcome to the SaaS Sales Performance Podcast, the show for anyone wanting to be on the cutting edge of SaaS tech sales. We provide the tools you need to take advantage of the rapidly changing sales environment. We bring you the leading experts on the front lines of SaaS sales and distill down our famous masterclasses into bite-sized practical tips. Your hosts will be Ash Ali and Matt Milligan. And on this podcast, we'll be helping you transform your ability to sell more so you can smash your targets. Hey everyone, and welcome to the last excerpt from our recent roundtable discussion, a Q&A with our guests Alice Smith, Hugh Furness, Ryan Burke, and Steve Ed. Hosted by Matt Milligan, on this mini-podcast, the panel offer their insights on a great range of questions from a selection of salespeople who listened in live. Join us as they uncover tips for choosing the right company, refining sales pitches, and using data to drive successful sales leadership folks we've had a ton of questions coming in on youtube and on the linkedin streams as well we're going to kick off with an anonymous question from an attendee looking to move into a sales leadership role the question is what characteristics in a new company would you recommend looking for in this virtual world when considering a new role when we go to you first ryan sure i mean i think one you want to make sure that they've identified signals of a product market fit you got to sort of figure out what your risk tolerance is and what you would optimize for. But, you know, I think signals of product market fit are important, you know, whether or not they're making a bunch of revenue, but just that somebody's responding, downloading their app, whatever is happening. I think that's interesting. You know, the investors, you know, clearly follow the smart money, figure out who their investors are. Do the pain points resonate with you personally? Is that something that you can get passionate about? And then the only other thing I would say is, you know, everybody's kind of writing their own story. Like, how will this company and this role fit into the story that you ultimately want to tell? So I guess those would be a couple of things I'd think about. Great. Some great insights there. And Hugh, from your perspective? That's a really interesting one. I think, as Ryan said, you know, you've got to look at the company and think about the market fit, who the shareholders are, who, who are, who is this company? You know, what is their culture? You know, it's not about, hey, I just want to get a job and work for someone, you know, because, you know, that that's short-lived. You know, if you want sort of, you know, longevity and moving forward with obviously your learning and and your ability within the company, it has to be the right fit for you. So some of the things to look for is, as Ryan said, you know, who is the company? Where's the money? Is it smart money? What's the product? Is it a good market fit? And really, what is the full brief they're asking you to do? And can you see yourself doing it? That's very, very key. You know, if all those tick the box and it's got a good culture, and when we talk about culture, you know, what sort of things do they do, especially with this remote culture at the moment? What things are happening? So some of the questions may be in the interview process from your point of view to the company will be some of these questions about, you know, what is the culture within the company? You know, what is the JD? What do you expect me to do? And as Alice said, within defined periods, you know, first month, second month, third month, so forth. So everybody's clear about what is meant to be achieved. So it's really just looking at all those factors and going, is this the company for me? It's a two-way thing. They're looking at you, you need to look at them. Thanks for sharing both. I'll come to you, Alice, with this next question. It's from Wail. Wail is selling a AI product. Sounds like quite a technical product, chatbot solution. He says that he struggles quite a lot in the education piece in simplifying his value proposition and educating prospects. I mean, any advice from your perspective when you're selling quite a technical product, how can you think about simplifying the teaching part of your pitch? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I say this probably every day and it almost doesn't matter whether it's a technical product or whether it's a non-technical and really straightforward product that you're selling. It's not about you. 
it's about your client or your prospect. And I say it every day, almost to myself as well, if I'm not, you know, kind of forcing my advice onto other people. And it kind of goes a long way in terms of actually just interacting and communicating with your colleagues as well. But, you know, when we're selling, and especially if we're kind of, you know, pitching a product, demoing a product, we can just bore the hell out of our prospects. And if you've got a very technical product, I suppose there's the potential for doing that even more so. And so, you know, there's loads of cliches in sales, right? And and they exist because they're true. But we're selling, not telling. And a lot of the time, salespeople will just literally cough up everything that they know about this product, expecting some of it to resonate with their prospect. But if we go back to my original statement, which is it's not about you, it's about them. Find out about them. Make sure you understand their business. Make sure that you understand about your prospects, working environment, their workflows, what their expected outcomes are. And by understanding all of those things or asking questions and being curious around it, and so having a conversation about these things, you're going to begin to see the openings for your value proposition. Where does your product fit in? You'll start identifying gaps and deficits in whatever they are currently using. And I think that that's going to go a hell of a long way. So, yeah, it sounds a bit combative, but I say it with a lot of good intention. It's not about you, well, it's about your prospect. Great advice. I love that. Hopefully everyone tuning in in the audience have got great value from that as well. Final question before we wrap up. It's a question come in anonymously from YouTube. So I'll come to you, Steve, on this one. As a sales leader, what career advice would you give to those looking to move into sales leadership roles? I'm probably biased, but I think this holds true. I think can't underestimate the power of being a data-led sales leader. And that goes all the way through. You still want your natural intuition, your EQ and and all those other sort of skill sets that are going to hold you in good stead. But understanding data and the data could be all sorts of things. It could be the sort of standard KPIs you expect to see in sales, but it could be all the way down to individuals and what are the differences between individuals or teams or whatever it might be. So I think if you want to thrive in the future, you need to be data-led is the number one piece, I would say, for the next generation of sales leader. And then the second piece, it's totally possible to be a very empathetic sales leader and be successful. And I think that something that is certainly the tone now and will remain the sort of tone going into, into the future is think about the team that you're managing, think about the environment that they're in, think about the ways that they can succeed. One of your core jobs is to create an environment where people can succeed. And that empathy piece is going to be really, really important. And don't shy away from it. Embrace it. Like Ryan talks about vulnerability. It's okay to be vulnerable as a sales leader because it will drive you forward with your team and and ultimately your team will go to bat for you and themselves. Amazing, folks. And thanks so much for being so candid in your insights and experiences on remote sales performance. And it's a fascinating time to be a part of the sales community. We here at UHubs are really excited in helping teams navigate it. And on behalf of myself and the team at UHubs, I'd like to thank Alice, Hugh, Ryan, and Steve for your time. It's been a lot of fun putting the white paper together and bringing these insights out to the sales community. So thank you all. By uncovering blind spots on performance, motivation, and skills, UHubs helps busy sales leaders at top SaaS companies to optimize their sales enablements so that they can develop reps and grow revenue. The UHubs Pulse platform visualizes each team's development needs, personalized upskilling, and provides data-driven coaching recommendations. These save sales managers 40 plus hours per quarter and help reps to ramp up 30% faster. Supercharge your sales team by booking a demo today.